Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about two very hyped up Netflix movies that came out in the past month, Bird Box and Dumplin'. Dumplin' is, is, is a, is a, there's a hype about it? Yeah, it got a lot of, like, attention. Really? I think, yeah. Because I hadn't even heard of it until my little sister came home for winter break and was like, we need to watch this now. Yeah, I, I saw it on Netflix when it came out and I was like, that looks cute. Um, and then... I just kept seeing BuzzFeed articles about it and stuff, so I just figured it was kind of hyped up a little bit. I remember really enjoying it, but we we will get to Dumplin'. Certainly um, not as hyped up as as Bird Box, which got a whole lot of views. Jeez! Um, Netflix made it a point to to tell us how many views it it got, um, like, in its first week. Which does it, which does Netflix do that a lot? No, they do not. This is, like, the very first time they've ever released how many views something has had, and I think it's because it was so amazing. Um, let me just make sure it's, it's the, the right, the right amount, but what did you think about this movie the first time you saw it? Um, well, pretty much the only... Because I, I didn't see this on Netflix either until I went to work, and literally in one weekend, four of my coworkers had all watched it yeah. and then had come to we work. We were late. <laughs> and I, very late. Yeah, we were like two weeks late. Very, very much late. Uh-huh. And, and apparently 45 million members watched it in the first in the first week. I mean, that makes sense because the cast in this... It's 45 million accounts, so actually more people watched it. Probably way that. more than that. Yeah, because yeah. there are at least like four to five people on an on account. On each account, yeah. yeah. So that's why um, that's it's a lot. Yeah. 70% of the people on Netflix watch Bird Box. <laughs> Which this does not surprise me because this cast is a pretty grade A cast. Oh, yeah. Like, it is. So, it's really good. So honestly, the second you would see... Sandra Bullock, Trevante Rhodes, and John Malkovich, mm-hmm. and Sarah, Sarah Paulson, Paulson and Jackie Weaver too. You would just already be okay. Yes, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just see what it is. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that there was there was like a bunch of memes about this. People. Yeah. I think I was looking at some memes. I think people at grocery stores are wearing blindfolds and like mm-hmm. walking around the grocery store and like hurting themselves. People are doing every, a lot of things blindfolded, which is like the the, like, idea, and, like, somebody actually tried to drive their car, and they crashed it. What? Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't, they didn't drive it blindfolded. <laughs> well, they kind of did, but... No, they had the, they had the GPS thing in the car. Which, I mean, we Which have... Which I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. Okay, let's just get started. Like, I, I just wanted to say the hype on this movie and all that, and, uh, also I would like to comment on how awesome the, um the poster for this is. It's really good. Oh, the, yes. Yes, the movie poster with, like, <laughs> the blindfolds really and the... It's just a really good poster. The words Bird Box are right over the the blindfold that... And you can see the two blindfolded children that she's holding. Yes. I think it's a really perfect... Perfect uh, poster. So I guess, uh, where do we want to start? Do we just want to start with Sandra Bullock's character? Or maybe work from the beginning of the story? Yeah, like... It definitely was interesting. It was very clear what kind of person she was in the beginning, that she had a sister who was a horse girl and, and who had a terrible al- haircut. And maybe almost like a roughish, like, strict childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. They were they grew up on a farm. Um, and their dad was very strict or something. He was an asshole. Yeah. And they, like, had to really fend for themselves. So we can tell that, like, Sandra Bullock she got pregnant and she didn't want to be pregnant because this guy left her in in the first like two minutes that this movie started i thought like like immediately seeing sandra bullock in her house Mm. pregnant and then Mm. sarah paulson coming i thought that that they were a couple Uh uh-huh 
and they were married, and then and then Sandra Bullock was carrying their kid. Right. I mean, that was kind of it kind of dissipated after she was talking about like, oh, mom said this or something, and you're well, like, oh, yeah, she's talking about her sister. It's her sister, but because of the way she like acted around her, you're like, oh, they have an intimate relationship. But in a sense, like they have an intimate relationship because they're sisters. Yeah. But it actually does start with her saying to the children very, very strictly. That's right. You have to do what I say. Do not do take off your blindfold. Like these are very young children and she's telling them very, very strict roles. And so even from the start we have like a very clear idea of what kind of person she is. Yeah. And she, if these are her children. Yeah, she's very uh she's a very uh what is it, like a she's a hard rock. Yeah. She's a she's hard to get she's hard it's hard to get to her unless Well, I mean the extraordinary circumstances bring about her more emotional side. Yeah. Um, but that also brings about a side that is a survivor side, too. So I think it was, like, it was very clear what kind of person she was. So we get we get started with her going to the, to the, um, doctor, the doctor to see the baby. And, um... Yeah, they, she gets a, what's it called? Ultrasound. Yep. That's what she gets. Yep. Um, and the doctor is the girl from Bend It Like Beckham, do you remember? Oh, yeah! That's right! <laughs> she's a lot older now, though. Wow! Look at where she's gone. Yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. And then, like, basically, we just, we we do we do know that in Russia there's this thing going on with these creatures and then people are, trick, like, killing themselves. Yes, because Sandra Bullock is just painting with, like, music really, really loud, so she's kind of, like, just in the zone. She's an artist. And, um... And Sarah Paulson comes in and she's like, do you, do you see what's happening, like, on the news? Because she was just at the grocery store and people were just buying tons of stuff because yeah. they thought the world was ending. And she was like, "Like, do you see what's happening? And she turns on the TV and that's when we figure out that there are a few point cases in other countries. And it hasn't quite, uh, hasn't quite reached its, its scare level. Yeah. To, to Sandra Bullock's character, at least. But she doesn't really react to anything much. No. She's She's kind of very, like, stone-faced. She reacts when that girl tries to smash her head onto the, um, the, the, like, the the mirror, like, into the, the glass at the hospital. That's right, when she's leaving her appointment. And she sees that, she's like, what the fuck? Like, and then she gets into the car with her sister, and she's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. Yeah, because she passes the girl the first time, and she's mm-hmm. just on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she, like, kind of looks at her a little bit, and then when she's leaving her appointment, that's when she's banging her head on the window. So, like, we already know how violent this movie's gonna be, like, from the get-go, and all these people committing suicide is, like, pretty scary to watch because we get to see, um... Well, and also the, the various... Sarah Paulson try to kill herself and everything. And, yeah, and then slowly later learning, like, the various levels of this sickness yeah. that people are getting, yeah. which is... Gets even more terrifying. Like, I mean, if, if the movie had just stayed with people committing suicide, like, yes, that would be very gory, but I feel like bringing the people who would force people to look yeah, yeah. That was as even well worse. was even scarier. Yeah, I think with, So like, scary. The, the mentally ill people who, who, for some reason, if they were a little bit mentally ill, they didn't kill themselves immediately. They were yeah. trying to get other people to see the yeah. creatures. That which... makes sense, because we hear about that, that guy in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little bit, a bit off, and we yeah. knew that because Lil, Lil Brel Howry was like... Because oh, he said I, it. He, he said, said yeah, he's, he's a little crazy in the head, but he's nice to me. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, and then Tom Hollander, Tom Hollander, yeah, Tom Hollander was well, was a was with the guys in the insane asylum. I but guess. I think that he was part of the insane asylum, and that he was just lying. Yeah, and probably found a suit or something. Yeah, I think something happened with him, and you know, we we were just waiting for everything to crumble because, like, the the way that this works is that there's like a the, the five years later, and then there the past, so... Yeah. You know that the five, Sandra Bullock's... The five years present, and then the five years... You know that Sandra Bullock's gonna end up with these children somehow, and she's gonna be alone, and she's gonna be going down a river to try to find sanctuary. Well, yeah, and, and, and it all kind of pieces together, because you see her with two kids, but then you see her with just one pregnant... Pre- yeah, one One baby. child pregnancy, and then... The pregnant lady. Stuff unfolds. Yeah. They... I mean, we're trying to... We're explaining this movie, but really, we don't need to, because if you're listening to this podcast... We really don't. We've already seen this movie, so... I don't know why we are. I, I'm just scared a lot of the time in this movie. I spend most of the time just being like, 
on edge because every single time you look outside, there's like, there's a creature that's going to come and you'll see the creature and then you want to kill yourself. And you just never see it. And I cannot stand that where it's like, <sighs> just, I want to see what it looks like. But it but was, we just, did it was those... like the thing from Lost. Yeah. It's just smoke in the wind. Yeah. It's basically just like a, a wind monster. But it also, we do get some, it, some drawings by Tom Hollander that he starts to to lay out and there was like all the various scary faces of Yeah, things. one of them looks kind of like a demogorgon, one of them yeah. looks like a grim reaper demon. looking guy, a skeleton, skeleton a, demon yeah. and it's just, just, like, just like a shadowy figure with like really big gross eyes and like yeah, so just very very haunting images it's, really. It was really frightening and that same exact scene basically this like house full of people you start to like try to get you know, you start to know who they are, like what happened with Felix and the other girl where they, they run off together. Yeah. And you're like, how could those people do that? That was just horrible. Especially, like... Yeah, the only car that these people had, and they... and they, So... Yeah, they, they just left. They, and I'm just like, left. what the hell? And it's like, why would you leave? Because you know you're probably going to be safer if you stay in there. But that's just me. It's just this kind of crazy because you just don't get a lot of perspective on anything else because it's such a tiny little movie with all these like five people yeah and, it, people. and it's all like and there's just not a lot of backstory building it's all just kind of like you're taking you're taking in what you're seeing at this moment yeah which is i feel like is is also a nice way even though i would like to know like kind of i would have liked to know more about sandra bullock's character maybe like some flashbacks to her yeah. childhood yeah i mean it just seemed I like... I was a little curious about how she got pregnant, like, what that was about, if it was just, like, a past relationship or it was whatever. I think they said the guy was, like, a roommate who didn't oh, end it? up sticking around. Oh. It's basically... I didn't catch that part, I guess. Yeah. that's That was it, though. All right. She didn't really feel about him or anything. Yeah, and then you're kind of just swept up in the paranoia with everyone. Yeah. But, where... of course, like, Trevante Rose is, like, a big, bright star in this whole situation because he is just so beautiful and so wonderful and... Just basically, I fell in love with him just like I did with, like, Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> he's so great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they he's the last one in the end, and after this very, very violent situation where John Malkovich dies, and um, Tom Hollander dies, and a lady, Jackie Weaver, who's who just helped the two women deliver their babies, kills herself with some scissors, and then Olympia, like, looks at the at the light because Tom Hollander opened it and then she has a she just had a newborn baby. Is this is this guy's actual name? Machine Gun Kelly, yeah he I think he's like a rapper or something. Oh wow and he played Felix. Mm-hmm. Oh interesting. Okay. Yeah. And B D Wong was in it too and he looked at the screen and he played Greg. It was his house. <gasps> That's right Greg And that guy was in I think he was in um Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. in the very first Jurassic Park. And he's in Jurassic World. And Jurassic World, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I liked... I kind of liked... I'm, I'm sad that he died, obviously, but I liked the way that him and John Malkovich would kind of, like, play off each other yeah, because... John Malkovich was suing him. Yeah, for wanting to build, what, like, a Just glass, a house, like, a, a beautiful house, and he was, like... The fact that he wanted to build it, I have to look at it. And, like, John Malkovich was an asshole the whole time. An asshole, but he was pretty badass right there at the yeah, very end. Yeah, at the very end, yeah, he was. Like, he definitely was, like, one of those assholes that was, like, he talks a lot about himself and pretends that he doesn't care about anybody else, but in reality, he, he always he does. has an opinion. And yeah. But, I mean, but he really made a lot of good decisions, though. I mean, no one would listen to him, obviously, like, when Greg said that he would turn on his outside security videos mm -hmm. to maybe see if, if we could look at the creature without... Like, through a camera. Yeah. And, of course, that didn't work. And, yeah. and John Malkovich was like, well, that's already a stupid idea. I can tell you that right now. And then yeah. he knew right on the nose when when uh, Tom Hollander came mm -hmm. that he, he was a no-good guy. Yeah, he really did. But he didn't want anybody, like, in it. And it makes a lot of sense. Like, the less people you have, the less liabilities you have to, to deal with. And, like, the problem was that Olympia let Tom Hollander in without, like, consulting anyone. She just did it, which was so stupid. And it yeah. ended up, like, killing everybody. I really couldn't stand her character a lot of the time. Oh, my God. She's just... But, okay. But there I... was a ton of things wrong with this situation. Like, I, I, there's, like, a million loopholes in this movie that you're watching it, and you're like, what? <laughs> That's impossible. Why didn't they do it like this? Or how the fuck would they know? 
The very first one is the fact that they knew so soon that looking at these creatures was gonna make you, like, the fact that... Well, yeah, Tom Travante was basically the one who had said, like, don't yeah, look at it, don't yeah. look, you need to close your eyes. For some reason he knew because he could, he saw the other people around him do it. Well, he said, he said he saw, he had, like, a, he worked with a contractor or something and yeah, he, he saw he what like happened. A, uh, he worked on, like, you know, construction. He's like a construction, construction, yeah. ah, construction worker. And so he saw it all happening to the guys at the work site and that's how he just caught on. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would have never caught on. But the fact is, why don't these things, why are they only outside? Why aren't they inside? Like, why can't they come inside? That doesn't make any sense. Because they're basically air, right? Yeah, but, like... Do they travel with the wind? Like, why couldn't they... Like, well, they always brought wind At the end of them. the movie, she's going up to the front door, and the people let her inside. Like, how come the thing couldn't just slip in through the door and then be inside? It's it's only outside that, that the creatures exist, not inside a house. It doesn't make any sense. There's air inside a house, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just strange to me that that was, like, the case. Like, why did it have to be outside? Do they have to make sure they don't they open the doors like really really quickly? Like of course they do, but like, what if the thing slips in and you open your eyes and it's there and then you kill yourself? Well, yeah, because you never know. I mean, it it makes a lot of noise when it's around, and obviously it does the whole wind thing when it's around. And it but... gets in your head and it's like wants you to take off your mask. Yeah, and it's it starts um like mimicking the sound of people you know, and so it's very traumatizing, almost like those crazy birds in uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Those Mockingjays yeah, or something. But yeah, but it's also, like, similar. This movie, I was watching it, and I was like, this is just, like, The Happening. Have you ever seen that movie? Probably not. No. Okay, I saw the movie just once, and it has Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel in it, and it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> and the movie okay. is the same idea, where the trees actually let out this, like, wind, and mm-hmm. that makes people kill themselves. It's the same situation. The trees let out. The trees wind. got like angry or something the at trees... the human race, so that they they excrete something that makes the people kill themselves. The trees are angry. The trees are angry. Yes. So they're farting on people. Yes. They. Yes. Yes. And, the and then people... they kill themselves. Yes. Yes. That was the that was the concept of that movie. So it was a little bit less like this one was very specific that you see it and it. Kill, like, makes you want to kill yourself. But it's yeah. a similar thing where the wind brings it and you don't know when it's coming. I definitely liked the whole survival aspect of it. I'll definitely say that I wasn't a huge fan of just how the monsters were developed. Just yeah. like. Well, it was the same with, like, A Quiet Place. Did you see that? No. Okay. If it's scary, I ain't watching it's it. It's scary. And this movie was just like, it's just as scary as A Quiet Place was. Well, because you never actually saw the. The it was just the people who were scary. You see the, the you see the creatures in a quiet place though. They're scary. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I ain't watching that unless it gets nominated. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's been my one rule. If a scary movie will get critical acclaim, I will watch it. Well, the only reason I went to see it was because I had a movie pass at the time, and my brother and his friends wanted to go, and we'd been like drinking all day, so we uh. went to it, and I was like, I wouldn't have been able to oh. watch it if I was sober because it was like too much. <gasps> Really? I'm not good at watching scary movies, but my boyfriend wants to watch them all the time, and I have to just stick it up. I have to just do it. I, this movie was so scary. You know what was also scary was Annihilation. That one was also scary. Annihilation was scary. I was, like, freaking out the entire movie. This I had to watch this in two parts, because I couldn't handle watching it at nighttime by myself, this, this Bird Box movie. Oh, yeah. I started it um, in the morning while I was eating breakfast. And then I <sighs> and then I finished it a couple days later. <laughs> yeah, because I, I would I, not watch I it at night. Do it at I nighttime would, alone. But like, but it actually wasn't too bad because again, the scariest thing were just the people and yeah. how and how they reacted to the sickness. Yeah. Um. But like, you never saw the 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 monster, so I really wasn't a, really afraid. I just felt myself being so anal. Like I would think to myself, okay, they really can't look at it. it you just don't want their masks to fall out. You don't want the kids to take off their masks, which happens a couple times. And you're just, like, screaming at the kids to not... Well, yeah, and about halfway through the movie is really when the two... The, the little girl, yeah. uh, like, even more, like, she shines. Leaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was so great. She was this better than the boy. Girl. The boy doesn't do anything. The no. girl does a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah. Well, and it kind of seemed like she was maybe going to have, like, a rapport with the creature because she was, like, going out and she was... She's almost touching it. And, yeah. And everything. The wind was, like, flowing around her and then she gets yanked. <laughs> and she, yeah. The, oh, <laughs> my I just God. Hold on this girl. Oh, my God. But she was so great. This little girl was yeah. adorable. Maui? And <laughs> and it was definitely, like, a very 
great, even though it was a little sad, but like a very great character choice (laughs) for Sandra Bullock to kind of... I mean, she really showed the same amount of emotion towards both kids. You can yeah, kind of did. tell that she had a bit more emotion towards, towards the boy. Her own son. Yes. And in the end, we, we discover that because she has to tell the kids to do the rapids and somebody has to look and she, the boy says, I'll do it. And she goes, I decide. Like, and you're like, oh my God. And then the little girl like starts to cry oh, and then you're I just know. like, oh. The, the, little, the little girl knows that she's going to have to do it, but then, oh. but then she doesn't end up and it's just, it, it oh was a gosh. lot of emotion with, and I, you know, but to be honest, like her character does have a kind of arc and that was really nice and they wrote it really well, but it's just, it just, it lacks in a lot of ways. Like this movie was definitely just a survival movie and just like yeah. not really like story oriented, just like no. who's going to die next? How are they going to get out of this situation? Are they going to make it down the rapids? Like, that's it. And then Trevante Rhodes was, like, the best part of the movie because he's the one who stuck by her and made a family with her, basically. Yeah. And the two of them and were, like, sacrificed parents. himself. Yeah, and sacrificed himself for his family. Like, literally, you're like, this guy's fucking awesome because he's like, fuck it, I'm going to look. And he shoots the guy even when he looks at the, the creature. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was great, and I was so afraid that he was going to become one of the one of the insane people. But there was there was no one. No, he, he wasn't. There was no insanity Ill. in that in that beautiful brain. No, he's so so handsome, <laughs> and he was just he was almost just a really nice like a co part to Sandra Bullock's character, yeah, yeah, who yeah. again was just very very stone cold, and he kind of kind of brought light to every situation. Yeah, that's as much as he could, true. he definitely did. Yeah, and they yeah. were like really cute and. When he dies, um, I really think Sandra Bullock does a really nice job. Like, like she sits of down an, and yeah. starts to cry and, like, tries to keep it together because she doesn't want the, the kids to hurt her. So she's just, like, is freaking out on her yeah. own. Like, what do I do? What do I do? I have to do something. And then, you know, it's, like, it, it just is It's kind of crazy that they didn't have some kind of, like, uh, marker or, or something in the woods to help her find this this place other than the birds, the, the the deaf plate, or the blind place at the very end. Um, well, yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't want a definitive marker in case, like, some insane people came yeah, by. Yeah, but, but he I don't called know. them on the, the thing. That's true. The and, like, insane how people do they could know have been listening. that the insane people, they would be. Like, they're just as smart as anybody who's not insane. So it's yeah. like, why would, why would they risk calling people and saying, we have a place for you? You know, when because the insane people would come as well. Like, that's so yeah. strange. But I mean, but at least um, the the haven at the end of the river, they at least had yeah. a good system of checking the eyes because you could, obviously. Yeah, I guess you could Eventually. Tell, but it's... Like, I don't know. Well, I guess they weren't really quite aware of the whole eyeball thing yet by the time they uh, saw the guy at the supermarket. What was his name? Fit, fish... Oh no, they didn't know about that yet. No, he was too strong to, to. That's why. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought there was just a lot of nice things in this movie and everything, but it just was like. I think it was lacking in a lot of like believability because it is a scary movie, so you have to like try to figure it out. Anyways, it got a fifty-one Metascore, so let's figure <laughs> out some of this crap. Although I did, I did like the car GPS part where they were yeah. heading to the grocery store. Does any store. car even do that at all? Like what for the GPS thing? Like so, show you where things are. I guess some cars. Yeah, do that. it does. The sensors, especially with the new like mirror sensors, where they like tell you yeah, what's but next does it to show you. Show it like on the screen in front of you like that, like visually, because I felt like that. Well, was and not... also, how could it have sensed the monsters when they <sighs> weren't even physical? Be were they physical beings and just wouldn't tell us? I I feel like the car knew they were. Car's not that smart. It was apparently. <laughs> it, I mean, they, I guess it was apparently. Also, but. they only blacked out the outside of the car when they should have done the inside windows as well as the outside windows, just to make sure that there's no like. Oh, like if something tries to scrape it off or something, or yeah, if something yeah. scratches, scratches it. it. Yeah, that's true. They ran into so many things. Like, wouldn't you scratch some stuff? Yeah, and it was just, and it was so great with everyone. It was so tense because it was just newly. Like, and you know, John Malkovich was just being an extra ass, and yeah. they they like run over people, and they'd be like, it, it's just a speed just bump, speed bump, it's and it's like bump. A, somebody's head. It's like really four speed bumps in a row. Well, that's what all <laughs> the memes were about too. They were like, you know, I I thought it was really funny because a lot of them would be like Sandra Bullock in in the in the boat, and it would be like, uh, 
my girl when she sees my texts and it's like Sandra Bullock in the boat. Like, I don't see them. Like, it is kind <laughs> of it's something, you know, it's like that oh stuff. Oh my god! I'm sure that there's really good ones out there. People obviously. are so funny. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So back to the meta scores. I got a 51 meta score. It <laughs> did. Um, let's read the worst one, shall we? Uh, San Francisco Chronicle gave it a 25. The effort behind Bird Box has to make something better than a standard horror movie, but the result is dull and half-hearted. It's not serious enough or important enough to transcend the horror genre, but neither is it visceral enough to hold up as a regulation horror movie. Uh-huh. I mean... I don't know. I, I, I guess so. I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm not a lover of horror movies. I don't really see the appeal or the the critical value of them. <laughs> yeah, I... So, un- unless this movie got a lot of popularity and hype, I would not have watched this movie. That's definitely true, because... Just on personal preference. Yeah, see, here's one. Okay, here's that picture of Sandra Bullock in the... Could you see us being together? Me. And it's like, no, she's blindfolded, she can't see it at all. <laughs> Can you see us being together? Yeah. No, because I'm blindfolded. You've seen my text, me. Like, no. Oh my gosh. People are so funny. Let's see. Let's read some more of these. Yeah. Olympia. If my baby girl... My baby's a girl. I want to name her Ariel or Jasmine. Mallory. Your name is Olympia. Olympia looking down from heaven. Bitch, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) She, like, even said... That's right. She did tell her... She should have named her, like... She did tell her what... princess. Like, what the fuck? That's so weird. It makes sense that she named the son Tom, but, like... Oh, yeah, most definitely. For sure. But that... (laughs) Bitch, what the fuck? So this I do agree with. The rap uh, gave it an 82. Bullock's performance is brilliant. She takes all these internalized fears and crafts a character who has already disconnected from emotion. Throughout the films... Throughout the film... It's only one film. She challenges what maternal means in circumstances is dire. That's definitely true. Yeah. I, I think that made a lot of sense because it it, do, it is a lot about her being a mother and, like, accepting that role when she didn't really want it in the first place. And in the very end, it took her, like, six years. Oh, the director did The Night Manager? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to watch that. Yeah, I want to watch that, too. Oh, dang. It's we on, have yet to watch it because it had the... Tom in it. We just avoided it altogether. <laughs> uh, it's on HBO, right? Or no? What was that on? Stars? Showtime. <laughs> Let me just name all of the... <laughs> all the cable. I thought it was BBC. Was it BBC? <laughs> Maybe. I think it was. Um, all right. That's enough. Let's do a quick little look at the... Oh, let's look at the... Let's look at my new favorite part. Yes! The little... The, the, the plot. The plot keywords. The plot keywords. Okay. Yes, also the bits. Yep. The plot bits. All right. Plot keywords. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, plot keywords include invisible creature, survival, mother-son relationship, violence, gun. Would you say that uh, that sums up the movie in, in these... Uh, in yeah, invisible cynical? creatures, like, spot on, so I don't know what else would be. Well, there you go. Let's look a little bit at the trivia. Maybe there's something cool on here, and then we can move on. It's based on. on a book. Is it really? Yeah. Really? So really, it could have been... Could it have been better? <laughs> Well, you don't need to see anything in a book, so... John Malkovich would talk to the birds on set, and the cast said he had a bizarre connection with them. He would... <laughs> he would be able... He would so be weird. able to tell them to move their feet, and they would? Wow. John. Jesus, that's so wow. weird. John likes birds just as much as you do, Alessandra. <laughs> Sandra Bullock personally asked Sarah Paulson to play her sister in the film. Oh, that's oh wow. Nice. So we can thank Sandra for bringing in the beautiful and wonderful Sarah Paulson in yep. this movie. Yeah. Um, Sandra Bullock ran into the camera a couple of times and she was blindfolded. Fucking obviously. Uh, of course, yes. The poor Sandra Bullock really had to do this movie like completely blindfolded, which is insane. She was blindfolded about 50% of the shooting schedule. Yeah, that's that's a lot. It's based off of the 2014 novel by Josh Mallerman. Uh-huh. Author Josh Mellerman wrote a rough draft of Bird Box prior to the release of the M. Night Shyamalan film The Happening and the film The Road. Yeah. So. Yeah. Was it? The Road, I think, has Viggo Mortensen in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Aw, oh, Viggo, you're great. 
But yeah, it's, he must have written it before that movie was out because I don't know. Like, he would have been like, crap, that's my idea. You know, and he still wrote the, the book anyway. Yeah. Um, but, all right, that's good enough. All right. Let's move on to Dumplin'. Dumplin'! Dumplin'! So, um, um, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. So, I just watched it yesterday with my mom. So, Alessandra's gonna help us out a lot here. So, let's see. So, I guess... So, Daniel McDonald, who's the main character of this movie, is also Olympia in Bird Box. Yes. Which I, I like, was like... Who wanted her child to be named Ariel or Jasmine <laughs> and did not get her dying Who wish. was kind of stupid. Although she admitted it in the movie. She was like, I kind of am dumb and, and my parents have given me everything and so was my husband. I would just I would just call her the other thing that she called herself, which was soft, like, because... Yeah. I actually... I actually squishy. I actually did like... <laughs> The interaction between Sandra Bullock and uh, Olympia, Olympia yeah, yeah, yeah. A- after she let the guy in, because she said, you know, like, I knocked on your guys' door, like, a couple days later, yeah, it and, makes you, sense and you guys let me it. in. I understand, like, how he must have felt out there when too bad he was a crazy person. But, uh, yeah, shit happens, I guess. Um, so why was the doctor in the safe haven? That makes no sense. How did she end up there? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of people ended up there. They they had to all had the to blind find a people way. were just completely. There's no way that they could die. They would be completely fine. We're we're mad at people who are too dumb in in horror movies, and we're mad at people who are too smart in horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no. You're definitely right. There is they no be, happy medium. They try to be really smart. Anyway, sorry, Dumplin. <laughs> Let's get to Dumplin. Produced by Jennifer Aniston. Oh. Also based on a book. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Based on a book, and the writer of the book was featured, was in one scene in the movie. She was at the very end. She's sitting at a table watching the um, drag um, show. Oh, really? At the very... Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so where do we want to (sighs) start with... Dumpling. I got a little teary-eyed in this movie sometimes. Okay, yeah. Just want to say that uh, it was it was definitely very great character development and and a lot of really great emotional scenes. You can tell it's based on a book. Yeah, it had that, at, at least that this rhythm one. for sure. I mean, honestly, Bird Box just felt like a, a very a regular... po- a poorly written screenplay. Really, yeah, well, not, not screenplay, but like but like a, a plot. Yeah, it wasn't like so bad. It just was fine. It was fine. I like Dumpling a whole lot more. Yeah, I like Dumplin'. Uh, I did have some issues with it, though. Of course. Um, I kind of wish that Dolly Parton had done, like, a, a, a cameo. cameo in this. Yeah, it would have been better. Like, when all the drag queens were dressed as Dolly, I was kind of hoping that Dolly would be what a part of the drag queens. The third one looked just She like looked just her. like her! Oh my god, that drag queen looked the exactly drag queen like her. drag looked just like Dolly. My mom kept saying it. She was like, that one looks just like her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Really similar. So I guess, I, I really don't know where to start. Um, I thought I liked this movie when it was done, because I, I love the story. I, I think it's a really sweet story about this girl who's trying to gain confidence, who is a real fish out of water in terms of, like, her mother being the skinny mini pageant queen and she's like a large teenager mm-hmm. you know and so people don't treat her the same they they look at her like oh this is your daughter she's so big you know and like she is really large she's like you know definitely a different body structure entirely to her mother sure yeah it was actually very interesting just how much she she looked just like her aunt yeah and her like, aunt like was, yeah, exactly, like, a large woman and definitely, like, taught her how to love herself when yeah. she was younger. And and Willa Dean definitely felt like a great mixture of kind of both of her mothers because, you know, she hung out a lot with her aunt because her yeah. her aunt was very, like, bright and, and always Happy. dressed, like, very fun and was always very confident about herself even though... Um, she had some health issues mm-hmm. and her, her sister knew it, um, Willa Dean's mom. And like, so, you know, you kind of get like the low self-esteem side from her mother, Jennifer Aniston. And yeah. Then, Who, and oh, then what, you get like the love yourself. Overweight. 
and then lost all the weight to to become the pageant queen. Yeah. So. So I feel like um, Danielle McDonald did a really great job of really having both those sides. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. still having the low self-esteem, but still, like, feeling confident enough with herself to, like, not to not really care about what people think, but still but still kind of have preemptive assumptions of what other people are thinking of her, of yeah. course. Yeah. Because that happened a lot. I mean, no one would, other than her mother, like, no one would objectively, like, say anything negative towards her. No, 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 no. It was, it was really her own inner thoughts, like, putting these thoughts in other people's heads but that weren't there. Well, people also treated her differently than, than her friend. Like, they, her friend, uh, Becca, or no, her friend, uh, Ellen. Yeah. She would, she was always with her best friend, Ellen, and people would think that Rosie's daughter was Ellen, or, you know, the mother, um, the pageant queen. They'd be like, oh, it's, oh, you must be the daughter. And it's like, no, it's, it's Willow Dean. Well, yeah. That happened a lot. But, but I still feel like a lot of people didn't. And also she called her Dumplin' and she was like teased at school because her mom called her Dumplin'. Yeah. And gave it, like, a negative connotation when it was really just something that her mom used, like, called her when she was little. Well, she, like, brought it up to her mom. She's like, why do you call me that? She's like, I just call you that. Like, she's like, well, do you understand that that means it's, like, I'm chubby and little, like a little dumpling? Mm Mm-hmm. You know. So I guess... Oh, I didn't, like... (laughs) I didn't like the whole Bo situation, the the guy who liked her in the at work because it just didn't really make any sense because he kind of like was hardly in the movie and in the end they have like a happy ending. Oh, like like they didn't give them enough. They gave them enough development. Yeah, because it, it was like we could see that they had some kind of rapport, but it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't okay. enough. I mean, really, yeah, it really like was the, not enough. The pageant and the message that she was trying to send through the pageant definitely outshone her relationship with Bo. Oh, like, like definitely. It, like, like the, the relationship was just like a, a like a an side extra thing. side yeah. situation that was like not necessary. Yeah, honestly, I mean, they really should have just kept the full focus and the message on the on the pageant and the drag queens, really. Yeah, like, she didn't need, and like, they, to have a love ending. Yeah, she didn't need to have a guy into her. She, yeah. Like, she didn't need, she didn't need to have this side relationship. Like, she really just needed, like, the, definitely the stronger she part. She just needed to gain confidence through the pageant, which she does. Yeah. She didn't even need him. I know. It just kind of seemed like an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> just to, like, throw it in there, I guess. Yeah. It was, it was really funny. Every time he'd be on screen, he, like, had that lo- lollipop in his mouth. Yeah. And I was watching this with my sister, and she's like, he's gonna get a cavity. Like, <laughs> no. this guy with his lollipops. Um, I also loved Willow Dean's friends. The, the two girls. Um, oh, yeah. Hannah. Hannah, Hannah, Millie. Yeah, Hannah and Millie, um... Hannah was also a larger girl, and but she was more no, blissfully Millie unaware. Was. Millie was. Hannah, oh, Millie, you're Hannah right. Hannah was like the grungy girl. That's true. Hannah was so funny. She was hilarious. Um, she was like, so funny. But uh, yeah, Millie was was the more uh, like the larger girl who who just was like unaware, blissfully unaware of people making fun of her, and just kind of lived in her own happy bubble of ignorance in a way. And then she was a lot happier than than Willadeen was, so, you know, it worked out for her. Well, yeah, because Millie really just wanted to to be in a pageant. I mean, she 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 loved herself, and, and, she, mm-hmm. and she wanted to be dressed up and pretty, like, up on stage with the other girls, where Willadeen at first kind of wanted to do the whole pageant thing to show, just that, to show that they could never accept her. Yeah, just to see, like... On the, based on the way that she looked. Yeah. So she was trying to make a negative statement on them, mm-hmm. and which really brought in a really great dynamic of how, like, how important this really was to Jennifer Aniston and how she was trying to... Yeah. Like, like, because Jennifer Aniston knew, of course, why Willa Dean was joining. Yeah. And that she was gonna try and, like, mess things up, really, when... But, I mean, of course they had those, those, like, stereotypical expectations right in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Which you, like... Like, the shock of, of first of, like, oh, Willa Dean is signing up. Yeah. Yeah. And so were so were the other two girls who were a little outcasty as well. That's true. And yes. so like they kind of like added some support because they were also like black sheep compared to all the girls who 
uh, do the pageants, they all look the same. You know, they all like like Becca, who ends up winning. She's like she's got perfect, like beautiful, blonde, big eyes, big eyed girl. Like you know, you know, just really perfect hair and skinny, skinny. Like all the girls who did the pageant were so different. Like they're so the same looking. Like they all were very, very thin. They have big hair. They're so pretty already. And then they, we've got like all these kind of misfits joining in. And yeah. they're, they're very different. You know, we got Willa Dean, who's, who's really gorgeous, but it's very large, and people don't see her as, like, as pretty as she actually is. And then we've got, like, Hannah, who's uh, kind of, like, she's got really cropped hair, really dark hair. She only wears black all the time. Yeah, I'm not really sure why she joined. Yeah, I don't know. It, either. it, it just never kicks. It never quite dawned on it, me it, why. It was never really that clear. But I think she just wanted to do it because why not? She just wanted to see, like, what would happen. Yeah. And then Millie just has always wanted to be in a pageant, so that's why she joined. And she saw Willa Dean do it, and that... Well, and Ellen that, joins because of Willa Dean Well, Dean asked as her well. to. Yeah, she was like, why don't you come with me? But then Ellen ends up being, like, really good at it, because she's, like... Well, and liking it, because, you know, you're with a bunch of... And, and she's a lot more social than Willa Dean is as well. Like, Willa yeah. Dean really only trusts... She has trusts, a boyfriend. Yeah, and Willa Dean only trusts Ellen. Yeah. And really no one else. And... Ellen is having a good time being social with all the other girls, and, yeah. and you could tell because someone who she also talks to in class was signing up as well. So she definitely is out there a bit more than Willa Dean is. Yeah. So, I mean, it only makes sense that Ellen would start liking it, because, you know. Yeah, and they kind of, like, grow apart in a little bit until they, like, come back together, I guess. Yeah, because, again, Willa Dean starts pushing Ellen away as well, because she feels like she can't trust her when... Yeah, yeah. When she just have, has all these negative thoughts. I, I had recognized her, and I was trying to figure out where that actress was from, Odea Rush. Yeah. Who plays Ellen, and I realized she's in Lady Bird. She's, uh, she's like the mean girl in Lady Bird. The one where she goes over to her house, and then she tells her that she lives somewhere else, and then she gets there, and she's like, this isn't your house. And then she goes to her house, and she's like, I'm just, you just lied to me. Why would you do that? Do you remember that? No, part? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like the, she's the mean girl in the class uh, who's really stupid. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I guess, uh, do you want to talk about Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Um, she was not a very good mom. No. And you could tell because she was, like, really into herself and a lot of the, the pageant stuff. But then she starts to get better at the end when she starts to accept her daughter for who she actually is. Well, yeah, and starts seeing Willa Dean kind of take the pageant seriously. Um, and, and she, like, starts to realize that her daughter is really talented and does have things about her that she shines in her, like, awesome performance that she does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved it so much. Um, and I guess uh, let's talk about... The queens! Yeah, the best part of the movie, which is the Where are the they? drag queens. Um, yeah. Harold, Harold uh, Lee. Yep. The guy from Lost. Harold Perrineau. Right. Yeah, the guy from Lost. And also... This guy's the same as Pancake. This guy. Joshua Allen Eads. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He was great, too. They were so amazing. I loved... Uh, um, so one of the very cool things that we learned about Willa Dean's aunt was that she would go see the Dolly Parton drag show, like, uh-huh. what, every Friday or something at some bar? Yeah, and they were big fans of her. Yeah, and it was really interesting kind of seeing more about her aunt as as they kind of went through her items, and she was trying to find this, uh, like, bumblebee brooch that she mm-hmm. always wore, and she, like, loved it, and... Yeah. You know, that her both her and her mom were having a hard time, like, throwing this, like, get not throwing it away, but, you know, donating it or getting rid of what they didn't need. And uh, some really great development there. Like, Yeah, I, I did like that a lot. I just felt like the structure was too much like a book. Like, it just kind of, like, flowed through it. And a book is nice where you can sit through different parts of things and discover different stuff as it's going along. But it just is, like... It didn't, I don't, I don't know. It kind of developed as it went. I just thought that the screenplay could have been stronger 
is, you know, we had, like, that whole entire montage where they're, like, the drag queens are, like, trying to help them. Yeah. You know, put their... A lot of very campy stuff parts. together. Really yeah. campy. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's fine because it's, like, all fun and games, basically. And it's just supposed to be, like, a really feel-good movie, yeah, I, I super, think. Yeah, super I mean... feel-good stuff. Yeah. Like, not really, like, the only difficult stuff is that maybe you, you, I mean, you, we can identify with the way that Willow Dean feels in a lot of situations, and that's why she's a good main character, you know. Yeah. It's just, like, being, like, feeling like no one understands you, that you don't belong, or something like that, you know. Yeah, how old is she? Because it seemed like very drastic roles right, between this and Bird Box. Box. She's like a full-on adult that's having a child, and then in... In this one, she's like a high schooler or yeah, something, or like a, a college student or something. Yeah, she's so pretty, too. I, I really like her. I like her a lot. Why is it saying her age? I have no idea. <laughs> is it just... Is it just not on here? Oh, she was in the, the ABC Family show Huge. Oh. She's appeared on Glee. All right. I mean, she's definitely not a teenager. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem... I mean, she looked like she was, could be very young in oh, the movie, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. She really did. She... she. I bet you she's like 30. I'm gonna look it up. What's her name? Danielle McDonald. It'll definitely tell us her age on uh, on her IMDb. Her no, she's twenty seven years old. She's Australian, which I did. Oh, I didn't know that. she has a really great English accent. Yeah, American accent. She does. Apparently, she had to. Well, it was like a it was like a Texas accent. That's right, Southern Texas, Southern. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that she's in like two really big movies. Um, from like in the same month that released yeah. on Netflix. I mean, that's really great that's, choices on her part. That's really great. I mean, Netflix must have seen some some great talent in her, and so they they must have signed her up. She's in a bunch of other stuff too, like other movies and things. Yeah, yeah, so super I great. Guess, uh, let's just get to the Metascores then. Yeah, this has a fifty three Metascore, which is two slightly, points higher than, than Bird Box. Higher than Bird Box. Still not great. Okay. Lowest we got here is from Slate, who gave it a 30. A movie so lifeless you'd have more fun guessing the Netflix niche group that the production is supposed to satisfy. What? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be, like, for teenagers and I mean, girls. obviously, but I um, thought it was a very nice... I It was fun, at least. I mean... I, yeah, it's fun. I just... I've seen better movies of this kind of, like this kind of like genre like you know what i mean but i mean but this is just this is just also what what netflix does i mean it it has so many demographics that it that it obviously makes movies geared towards the people who will watch it obviously totally um, um and i feel like dumplin covers like quite a bit of people i mean we enjoyed it we're in our 20s mid 20s younger younger people my sister she's in college she's 21 she likes it i mean yeah it it was like, it got its point across. It did what it's supposed to do. But I think that this New York Times thing, uh, I want to read it. It gave it a 50. Kristen Hahn's script gives Will sassy lines and too many tears, but the filmmakers never give this character a real searching complex inner life. They give her problems to solve, hurdles to clear. They turn emotional complexity into affirmations and a potentially transform transformational character into a you-go-girl cliche. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I thought the end also was a little bit long. Where, like, she goes back to the... Backstage to talk to her mom, and then, like, there's still a show going on. Well, yeah, because what, she she eventually gets, uh, she she has to forfeit or something, right? Or yeah, she, her mom cause... says she has to forfeit because she didn't, like, do that routine before. Um, oh, she changed her talent. Yeah, she changed it, like, too much. Which kind of like weird because so did like the singing girl too because she she was doing it with like the the things on her arms and she just decided to sing instead but i guess it's the still singing so yeah i mean i don't yeah, I, I don't know I, why i don't understand was... how it was so different she yeah. still had magic she, she just, still had magic she, yeah she, she, she just, just was like... singing during it so how is that any different well, she was she was doing lip sync yeah she was just lip syncing that wasn't even actually singing i know i don't know why that's dumb <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know why that was. Why she was like, and her mom was like, I can't, baby. Okay. Roger Ebert gave it an 88, which is the highest one. Oh, wow. There's a makeover montage in Dumplin', and it's a Lulu. It is overseen by drag queens who specialize in doing Dolly Parton, and it doesn't get any more extra than that. Like so much in this film, this makeover comes with a refreshingly smart, funny, wise, and warm-hearted twist. Yeah. Which I can't help but agree. I think that the story is a good story. Like, it's definitely, like, you know what you're getting into, and it's, it's a sweet, like, you know, seeing, I think it would be a good book, too. Okay, I also have this list. Oh, okay. That I was going to read, which is uh, like a really cute little list about... The trivia? 18 things oh. you probably didn't know about the Dumplin' movie. Cool. Jennifer Aniston mistook one of the Dolly Queens, Jason Cosmo, who impersonates Dolly regularly, for Dolly herself. Yeah! And there's a picture on this BuzzFeed article, and it literally looks just like her. And it's, Look at that! It's just Dolly is a lot smaller of a person. And, yeah. But she's still like, seriously, those boobs are massive. Indeed. But I did have a much appreciation for Dolly in this movie. I love Dolly Parton. I don't even hardly know anything about Dolly Parton. No, I know nothing about Dolly Parton. I I just know two of her songs by, like, which is Jolene and uh, 9 to 5. And those are are great songs. Like, those are fucking awesome songs. So I already... She's some great stuff. I I have to, you know, this movie inspired me to go listen to some more Dolly Parton because she's awesome. It did, it did me as well. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Julie Murphy got to keep Rosie's beauty pageant sash and Will's name tag from Harpies. Uh, I think that's the, uh, the writer... Okay. Um, Jennifer had milk and cookies food truck sent to one of the long overnight filming days at the hideaway. So Jennifer Aniston made everybody, brought the food truck to them. Mm-hmm. With little milk and cookies. And the hideaway was the, wasn't that the name of the, the bar? bar? Yeah. yeah. The drag bar. Yeah. The scene with Will and Ginger where Will tears the scarf she's using for her magic trick was totally real. <laughs> and Ginger's reaction is 100% authentic. That's very funny. We will t- <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, okay. Anne Fletcher, Kristen Hahn, Kristen Hahn, and the rest of the producers were so smitten with Ginger that they decided to expand the role they offered her, and most of her lines were were improvised. So the drag queen that wasn't Harold Perianu um, was so great that they gave her more lines. <laughs> and she deserved it. She it was amazing. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I really did like her a lot. Um, like, I also didn't like the end part with, like, the mother of Millie. Like, oh. that whole situation was ridiculous. Like, her mother's sitting in the audience, and then the drag queens are sitting next to them, and they're like, that's her mother? That's her mother? What? Like, that whole interaction was so, like, not... <laughs> Very dramatic. It was dramatic and just unrealistic. Like, I yeah. don't know, I just didn't really feel like it really fit, but, like, nothing really did. So, anyway, Okay. When Julie saw Maddie Bellio in Hairspray Live, she immediately emailed the producers and asked them to figure out a way to, to use her for the movie. So I think that the larger girl who played uh, Millie, Millie was in Hairspray Live. Oh, that's so great! Yeah, she was a great singer. Wait, the Hairspray Live that's... Um, on Fox? Yeah, isn't that... Is that Ariana? Yep. Was she in Hairspray? <laughs> was she in the live Hairspray? Looks like it. Wait, wait, wait. I think she was. She played Penny. Was she? Ariana Grande. Yeah, I think I think she was. Not that I think about it. Oh, yeah. It was like a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I never I never watched that uh, one. No, I didn't watch that. I watched uh, the Grease one. So did I. That was good. Okay. And, and I and we watched the Peter Pan one. We, we tried to watch the Peter Pan one. We, I think we, we made stopped. it a drinking game, didn't we? You, no, no. Did we watch all the way through? We did. Did we make it a drinking game? Oh man. Nah, I don't know. Okay. It was it was hard to watch though for sure. Almost the entire movie was filmed in Georgia. Dolly already owned a copy of Dumplin' before her manager even told it was it was going to be a movie. Okay, so why wasn't she in the movie? I don't know. She she was on the book. Dolly. The hardest role to cast was Harold Perriano, who played the, uh, they just really couldn't find somebody to take the part. Um. I guess. I mean, I liked him. But aren't there, like, a bunch of drag queens you could choose from? Why is that so hard? They picked a man who's not even a drag queen, like, in real life. I mean, did they specifically want someone who wasn't a drag queen? I don't think so. They just, I don't know, whatever. The producers took the cast to get a Sunday drag brunch so they could get to know each other. Oh, oh, oh! That's oh, cute. that's amazing. 
Julie Murphy even has a cameo in the film. In one of the very last scenes, she can be sitting next to Ian, her husband, and Kristen Hahn, the screenwriter. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. Danielle McDonald was so starstruck by Dolly Parton because nobody told me I was going to meet her. So she 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 got to meet her in the end, I think. Like, Dolly was a part of it, I guess. Uh, Danielle and Jennifer recorded a song with Dolly Parton for the movie. Oh, cute! That is really great. I want to hear it. Yeah, let's let's see if you can bring it up. Jennifer Aniston said she got really emotional after they finished singing the song because it was a childhood dream come true. Noah Centennial, who played Peter Kavinsky in To All the Boys I Loved Before, which you guys should go listen to our podcast for that, doing really well, kindly passed on the torch of internet boyfriend to Luke Benward, who played Willow Dean's love interest, Bo. Danielle said a challenging part of this experience was nailing down the Texas accent as she is originally from Sydney, Australia. Dolly loved the message of both the book and the movie, which she says, you don't have to look like everybody else to be special and beautiful. Mm-mm-mm. Uh-uh, Dolly. Mm-mm-mm. And finally, the cast is one really big happy family. That's nice. I honestly could tell that they enjoyed making this movie, and it seemed like a really nice set to be on. This is called the Dumplin' Original Motion Picture Soundtrack, and I... All the ones that feature people, I'm not seeing. This is Macy uh, That's Clay. all of the normal songs. Really? Is there supposed to be another one? No, go all the way... Go, go down. Go down? No, like, click that still. Go all the way down. Okay. This is just other stuff by Dolly. No, here. What, what is this? This is by the Christ Church Choir. What, what, what do, do we know what these any of these other ones are by? No. Hmm. I, I believe these are all just with Dolly. Okay. Do we know what it's called? Do you know what the song's called? It didn't say. Oi. Maybe that's the Here You Come Again, Dumplin' Ream, or Jolene. I, I don't, I'm not really sure. Maybe, but this is, see, this is what she did with Sia, L. King, Mavis Staples. I don't know. Well, let's just, I'll look it up. Let's see. While you're doing that, I'm going to do my favorite part, which is look at the plot keywords. Yeah. Yay. Twice in an episode. Do we do? No, I don't know. Okay, here we go. Plot keywords for Dumplin' include small town, Dolly Parton, title directed by female, beauty pageant, plus size. Does that feel like <laughs> yeah. what the movie is about? That's stuff. I would say that for sure. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Is there any other trivia that... It's called Push and Pull. Push and Pull. So let's see what we got. Will we get Will we get in trouble if we play too much of the song? No. Let's just play it. It's it's on there. I saw it. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh. Emily doesn't... Yeah. I don't... I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Let's play a little bit of it. I would like to hear this. can't really hear this very well. You can't? All I'm trying to do is just give you some good advice. And you give it so freely, but hey, this is my life. Are they in this? I don't know. Should I try and click through it? Maybe they're... Yeah, they're probably in the background vocals. We say what we have to say and make a I, I guess. Maybe. We're back to push and pull. That's nice. <laughs> this is a nice song. Does anyone else sing? No. no, I think it's just Dolly. And then I guess they're just in the chorus. I guess well, they're in the background. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they got to be in Dolly's presence. They did. And that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, you probably got all the all the good trivia. So that that is Dumplin'. Yeah, okay. Um, if you would like to, <laughs> if you would like to email us about what you thought of either Bird Box or Dumplin', 
please email us. Um, or send us some awesome memes. Yeah, something that we would enjoy. Go ahead, troll our email with some memes. I'd love <laughs> um, them. Your favorite, your favorite Bird Box memes. Please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. You can also leave us a review on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts if you leave us a five-star review or a review. People will find us easier, and that's what we want. So please do that. Yes, on Apple on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want notifications on future episodes whenever we release them, you can follow us on our social media. That includes Twitter at By the Popcorn, Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast, and Facebook. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and like the page. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff going to be happening in the next like two months because the Oscars are coming up, and Emily oh my and I God. are. <laughs> are so close to being done with watching all these Oscar noms. I I don't so, think we're close at all. Uh, she doesn't think so, but truly, though, I have no hope. We, <laughs> got, we no got hope. a ton of stuff coming out. We already have, like, five podcasts planned for the next few weeks, so... That's right, we do. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be an awesome season, and we're gonna just uh, do really well. So please listen to us. So if you're excited about the Oscars, let us know what movies you're excited to get, you're excited to see nominated. Yeah. What movies do you think are gonna get nominated for what? <laughs> yeah. Let us know. We want to talk about it. We want to hear it. Go. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>